Welcome to the Icon Church podcast. Icon Church is one church in five locations. Our vision is human flourishing. We pray that this podcast helps you to flourish in life. For any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Hey everyone, it's so good that we get to be together today. And uh, as has been said, my name's Nathan. I'm one of the pastors here at Icon Church and just want to give a big welcome to all of our campuses, Chesterfield, Sheffield, Derby, Rotherham and Stocksbridge and uh, all of our online community. We want to say a big welcome to you and it's so good that we get to be together today. Plus, I also want to welcome you. If this is your first time tuning into Icon Church, I want to say welcome home. And even if you don't believe this is a place where you can belong and you'll find friends and you'll find people who will care for you. And so I want to give you a huge welcome today. Come on, Icon Church, all in the chat. Let's just welcome people and uh, let's say hello in the chat. Today, I want to speak a message and I'm titling it this, Getting My Energy Back. Getting My Energy Back. Let me start by just reading a couple of verses to us uh, from Hebrews 12, verses 12 and 13. They'll come up on the screen. It says this, Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Uh, I've been married this coming summer for 12 years. This July, I'll have been married to Debbie for 12 years. And we have uh, one son, one child, one son. His name's Zion and he's six years old at the moment. He'll be seven in October. Um, And uh, over the course of lockdown and even just before lockdown, we've been trying to get Zion to ride his bike without his stabilisers. Um, I'm going to show a video right now of him riding his bike uh, last weekend when he started riding it. So team, let's play that video right now. He loved that he made the skid at the end and I told him that I was going to show you that video. But let me tell you, that's a victory moment. That's a victory moment. But let me tell you, it's been hard work over the last eight weeks. Hard work. Like I expected, I expected Zion to like, literally, I would just hold him steady for a moment. He would get his balance and then he would be off. But let me tell you, it's been hard eight weeks of uh, tears, toil. We've had some accidents. And here's what I've noticed over the process of teaching Zion to ride his bike is that he's more like me than I want him to be. Any parent out there recognise that in moments? You see, I'm, I can be easily discouraged if I can't do something for the first time. If I don't get something fairly easily, I can be easily discouraged and easily frustrated. And I've watched Zion get discouraged and frustrated. But the problem has been during this process I've got discouraged and I've got frustrated and so I'm trying to I'm trying to encourage Zion through my discouragement and my frustration trying to tell him not to get discouraged when I'm feeling discouraged and I know he's gonna and I'm like Zion don't journey down that path because I've journeyed down that path my whole life and it's difficult and it's hard and it's gonna be hard work to get out of discouragement and you're gonna feel that in moments 
<laughs> any parents recognize that? Any grandparents recognize that? Maybe even you've had to, in your life, you've had to try and encourage someone through even your discouragement. Anyone recognize that? Have you ever felt discouraged? The amazing thing was Zion can now ride his bike and he's loving it. He's all over the place riding his bike. But I said to him after he did it and he was confident on it, he said, Zion, I'm so proud of you. But do you know why I'm proud of you? And he said, uh, is, it, is it because I can ride my bike? And I said, no, it's because you didn't give up. You didn't give up. Great parenting moment there. Pat on the back for me. Well done, Nathan. And, uh, you know, I've got to big myself up in these times. But discouragement, we can all get discouraged. We can all feel discouraged. Have you ever felt discouragement? And here's what discouragement can lead to, and it has done in my life. It can lead to stopping and it can lead to quitting. We've probably taken this word discouragement in the church and, and, and we've kind of neglected it or pushed it to the side because we would say things like, yeah, but you need to be a person of faith, Nathan. And, and we would get that, we would get that and we want to be, but there are moments where we do feel discouraged and we do feel frustrated. I don't know about you, but maybe even in this season, there has been some discouragement and there has been from some frustration. And sometimes we think it's quitting. You know, quitting is not just going back to where we once were. It's actually stopping because there's a movement and a, a, a momentum that God has for us. There's a movement and a momentum that God has for us. And if we stop, it's like quitting. But we can feel discouragement. And discouragement can do this. It can lead towards a lack of energy. I know there were moments, and Debbie will tell you, there were moments in that journey of trying to teach Zion to ride his bike that I didn't want to do it. I'm done. I even said once to Debbie, and I know I've just patted myself on the back for a good parent moment. This was a bad parenting moment. I even said to Debbie, it's now your job. I've done everything I can. I've taught him everything I can. It's now your job. Can you see the discouragement? Can you see the frustration? And all of a sudden it led to a lack of energy in wanting to teach Zion to re ride his bike. I know, don't judge me. Some parents, you've been there as well. But I really believe that discouragement actually leads towards a lack of energy toward God. Have you ever felt a lack of energy toward God in your life? You ever felt frustrated, discouragement and a lack of energy toward God? Well, these verses that I read are, uh, are written to a, a group of people. They're written to a group of people who are facing some incredible things. They're facing persecution. They're facing problems. They're facing that their friends are being killed. Their friends are being killed for their faith. It's written to a group of people who have decided to follow Jesus and then all of a sudden different rulers have come in and they've begun to persecute these people. I don't know about you, but I think I'd be a little bit frustrated. I think I'd be discouraged. If I'm seeing my friends and my family get killed for their faith, I think I'd feel discouraged. I think I'd feel discouraged in this moment and would feel a lack of energy toward what God had for me. And so many times we, we grab these two verses and we even grab the first verse, the, the, the verse 12, and we can grab them and it says, therefore strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. And we can grab these verses and it's a metaphor because they're not literally walking with their arms down and their weak, knees are weak, but maybe it's talking about a lack of movement. 
You see, arms would represent strength. It would represent what we do. Our knees would represent a movement toward what God has got for us. But we can grab these two verses and we can seem that they feel a little bit harsh. Can you imagine being in that community, that Hebrew community, that community together, and you're being told, hey, strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees. Strengthen them. Come on, sort yourself out. It's kind of like that. It reminds me of a maths teacher that I used to have. And uh, we got some great maths teachers in our church. Big shout out to Dan Lloyd in Derby and Jane, Jane Lloyd on our core team. Yes, it's a mother and son maths teacher duo. But I remember a maths teacher coming and like I said, I get easily discouraged and they presented us with a problem and we had to try and solve it and I couldn't do it. So the teacher comes and stands over me and says, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. And I feel a lack of energy towards the problem. I feel discouraged. I don't know what I'm doing because I simply didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. And then, you know, they'd come round again and I've got an answer and it would be like, hey, show you're working out. How did you work out that answer? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, you know, the math teacher might say, well, how did you get the answer? And you're like, uh, from the person next to me, because they know what they're doing. It can feel a little bit like that. It can feel a little bit harsh. It can feel a little bit harsh. Strengthen, come on, do it. You've got to do it. You've got to sort yourself out. But the problem is, is when we just read these two verses, it can feel harsh and hard. But here's what the Hebrew writer has been doing. He's been teaching these people how to get their energy back so he can get to this point of hey you therefore strengthen strengthen your arms because God's got something for you strengthen your knees because God's got something for you let me tell you Icon Church today God has got something for us to do he wants us to be strong and full of energy he's got something for us to do this is not a season to just hold back and just stay no he's got more for us it's a movement forward we're not stopping we're moving forward forward into all that God's got for us because he's got something for us to do but I'm feeling discouraged I'm feeling discouraged so how do I strengthen strengthen these things well the Hebrew writer at the start of this verse Hebrews 12 verses 1 to 3 it'll come up on the screen let me read it to you it says this therefore since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix. Let us fix. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before Him endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider Him. Consider him, people, consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. I love this because here the writer of Hebrews is giving us uh, a practical way of getting your energy back. It's to fix your eyes on Jesus. Fix your eyes on him. Fix your eyes on him. Consider him. Consider Jesus in your life. So how do we do this? to get our energy back. I'm feeling discouraged. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling frustrated. How do I get my energy toward God back? Well, there are three connections we need. 
I want to thank our lead pastor, Paul, for giving me these three points because I want to flip back to the first week of lockdown, the first time we were online as a church together. And I'm just going to use these three connections because I think it's so good to remind ourselves because they're so important for us today, to, for us to fix our eyes on Jesus, to consider Him in this season. And the first connection that he talked about and the first connection we need is a word connection, a connection with the Word of God a connection with God's Word and, and what He has for each and every one of our lives. You see, in Romans, it tells us that faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. Can I be honest with you, church? Last week, last Sunday, I felt so discouraged. I felt frustrated. I just wanted to meet together. I just wanted to see people's faces. I just wanted to be in the atmosphere of church and, 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 and to be uh, surrounded by faith and faithful people. I wanted that to happen. I wanted to be in the physical presence of the church. I felt discouraged. I felt frustrated. But let me tell you, last week when the Word of God was spoken and I opened my heart to it, let me tell you, I was encouraged and I was energised. And it's because I decided I got a Word connection. I want to say our Sunday services are so important to grab that word connection. You know, our lead pastor Paul tells us every day he reads Jesus. Every day he'll read from Matthew, Mark, Luke or John. Every day he'll read Jesus. Why? It's a word connection. Every day at the moment, I'm reading a proverb, a proverb for the day. So the day, today is the 17th. So I've read Proverbs 17 today. Why? Because I want a word connection because it'll energise my soul. It'll bring energy towards God. I want to know who God is. I want to know what He's got for my life. I want to know who He is and that's going to bring about energy toward God. I want to say this though, that sometimes we can feel like we have to do so much. No, you've got to get a rhythm for your life. Get a word connection, but get a rhythm for your life. Get a rhythm that works for you. For some people, that means that this is multiple times in a day. I need to access things. You know, I need to access all the church devotions. I need to access the Bible study. And if that's you, so good. But if that's not you, if that's not the rhythm for your life and the rhythm looks different, don't, don't, don't feel like that's le your lesser of a, you know, of a Christian, a lesser of a follower of Jesus. No, it's a rhythm because this relationship is different for each and every one of us. You see, this word connection is not just about merely just putting these words in my head and there being information and knowledge. No, it's about transformation for our lives. The Word of God is about transformation. And so you have to to get a rhythm for your life. The second connection we need is a people connection. I said last week that I felt frustrated because maybe it was just not being able to physically meet together. You see, I've come to realise something in my life. I need your, you. I need you. I need your stories. I need your stories of where God has been at work in my life. I need your stories of where God's lifted you out, where God's provided for you, where there's been miracles. I need yours. I'm so glad that we've took time today to praise God because I needed those stories because those stories are like a shot of adrenaline from the Holy Spirit into my soul that lift my soul and get my energy back. It's this people connection. Like if you read the whole New Testament, 
and you read the New Testament, you know, so many times you would just read of people telling their God stories to one another. They're just telling their God stories to one another. Why? Because that will shoot adrenaline into our souls and we'll get our energy back. You're feeling discouraged today. Take those praise reports and go, do you know what? God's at work. God's moving. God's healing. God's seeing, you know, we're seeing people saved. We're seeing people at work. God is at work. You see, wherever you are, whatever campus you're from, that actually God is at work in your life. God's moving in your life. You know, I don't know where you are, where you're positioned all over the world, but God is at work and God can be at moving in your life. Let's share the stories. Let's refresh one another. Let's be those people. I was listening to a song on a run and I'll mention running in a moment, but I was listening to a song on a run by an artist called Drake and he had this line in it. He said, no new friends, no new friends. And I thought, I don't like that line because actually Icon Church should be full of new friends. We're full of new friends. Why? Because we need one another. We need one another. We need each other in this season. Verse 13 goes on and says, make level paths for your feet. Make level paths for your feet. Like I said, recently I've been getting back into running. We got this uh, Icon Strava uh, group and, um, you know, uh, it's so amazing because it inspires you uh, to go running. But recently I've been getting back into running. Um, big shout out to Gavin Lloyd who who literally uh, runs the furthest every week and uh, Jake Lloyd who's who's the quickest again you know the Lloyds are taking over maths teachers now the best at running as well and um, makes me a little bit sick um, I need to up my game really but Jake Lloyd is like six stone wet through as well um, so that's why he can run so quick but but it inspires you. But around near my house, I've got a lot of trail paths and I've been running on the trail paths. But if you just veer off the trail path onto a path that maybe someone's made or it's a cut through, let me tell you, it becomes more difficult because there's roots and there's big rocks. You see, the writer of Hebrews, again, is using a metaphor that they would all know about making paths level so that this route is easy to take. They would remove the roots. They would remove stones. They would remove those things. So this, this path would be level for people to walk on. You see, I think for us, I talked about rhythm earlier. The Christian life is about level living. It's about this consistency. It's about, you know, I'm not trying to find energy just through one moment. No, I'm going to have this consistent level of living, this consistent journey, this rhythm to my life because I don't want this to just be a flash in the pan, but this is for the long haul. Icon Church is for the long haul. We're not going anywhere. We're here for the long haul and that means we're going to make some level paths. We're going to make some level paths and we're going to be consistent and we're going to keep moving and we're going to keep moving forward because we're here for the long haul. We're here for generations generation after generation after generation church but let's make level paths you see I, I think there's a lot of us who are thinking about marriage or want to get married or even want to start relationship Steve Morstan likened it to last week to our Chesterfield young adults but I would say there's some students in Sheffield and Derby right now who are thinking about relationships and I'm not going to name any names um, but maybe you know who you are but I want you to consider this consider the level consistent people 
You see, you've got the, you know, I'll, I'll name them, the sexy Steve, the sexy Steve who is sensational, amazing. But consider Steady Eddie, because I'll, I'll, I'll liken it to our running group. Gavin usually does the most miles every week. He might not be the quickest, but he's Steady Eddie. I call him One Pace Gav, but he's Steady Eddie. You see, they might not dress the best, young people. They might not dress the best, but you can change the way they dress. But consider the level, consistent people. I want to surround myself with some level, consistent people. Why? Because they'll make a path for me to move forward. They'll make a path that I'll be refreshed in. I need a people connection. I need those stories. But I also need to get around some people who are going to make level paths for my life, who are in it for the long haul. You see, like removing the big rocks, it's like relational breakdown, relational breakdown. There can be holes left. We have to fill those holes. We have to build, you know, rebuild relationships. We have to do all of those. And you have to tend to your path. Take care of your path. Who are you allowing on your path? Are you taking care of your path? Are you building that rhythm in your life? Rhythm of a people connection, rhythm. Because the Bible tells us in Proverbs, guard your heart because out of it flows life. Out of it flows our life. Out of it, everything flows. All of our life will flow. And we want to live in a flourishing relationship with Jesus, which leads me on to my last connection. And that's a spiritual connection a spiritual connection. You see, our our vision as Icon Church is human flourishing. We want every single person to live their best life. And today, whoever you are, wherever you find yourself, Rotherham, Stocksbridge, wherever you find yourself, Chesterfield, Derby, Sheffield, online, all over the world, we want you to live your best life, whatever you're facing, whatever the circumstance, whether you're feeling discouraged and a lack of energy, we want you to live your best life. And how we do that is truly in relationship with Jesus, truly in relationship with Him. It's a spiritual connection with Jesus and knowing Him in in our lives. And today you've never made that decision Then I'm gonna give you that opportunity today to make a decision, to know Him in your life, to build that spiritual connection and to move in Him. But I wanna liken it to some stories that Jesus told. There were some muttering going on because Jesus was eating with what we would call wrongdoers, sinners, tax collectors, people who were in the wrong, people who didn't deserve supposedly to eat with Jesus. And so Jesus tells three stories. He tells a story of a lost sheep, how he leaves the 99 and goes after the lost one. Tells a story of a lost coin, how a woman completely turns her house upside down, sweeping everywhere to find this coin. And the third story that I want to highlight is the story of the prodigal son. It's a son who goes away, takes his inheritance from his father, He goes away and he spends it all on wild living. And eventually he runs out of money and he's just feeding pigs and he's eating even the food of the pigs and he remembers his father's workers don't even live like this. So he's gonna go back and ask for forgiveness and and go to the father and he's gonna say, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll serve you. But when he comes back, his father throws him the biggest party. But there's another son in the story and the other son has been with the father all this time. He's watched the father go out to the end of the road every single day. He's watched him go out every single day to the end of the road looking for his other son. And he's just got on with his work. And he's probably felt discouraged. The father, he's not paying any attention. He's just waiting for his other son. 
And so he, he kind of bites back a little bit when they throw the party. But this is the father's response. I want you to look at this, Luke 15, verse 32. It says this, but we had to celebrate and be glad. We had to. I love that. Because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he's found. You see, this is the message of Jesus, that we were lost and we were dead, but we're alive now and we're found now. I wonder, I wonder if we could actually, the person telling the story here is Jesus. I wonder if Jesus is the, another son. He's the third son. He's the one who comes to the father and sees the father on the end of the driveway. And he comes to the father and he just says simply, hey, you love this son so much, don't you? And the father turns to him and says, yeah, I love him with all of my heart. I just want him home. And he, the other son says, I'm gonna go and find him because that's what Jesus did for me and for you. It's why we can have this spiritual connection. It's why we can know life and life to the full today because Jesus came for each and every one of us. He was willing to die on the cross for each and every one of us, willing so that we could know life today. We could know fulfilment today. We could know hope. We could know energy today that we might be feeling discouraged and frustrated, but we could get our energy back today because we're fixing our eyes on Jesus. We're considering Him who endured all of that. He came searching for us. He came bringing us back to God in relationship with Him. So right now in this moment, Today, you've never made that decision to follow Jesus, never made that decision to put your trust in Jesus, then this is your moment. Right now, the hosts have just put a button that says on Church Online, a button that says raise hand. If that's you today and you wanted to make that decision for the first time, press that button right now. In YouTube, here's how you can respond. You can put a hand emoji in the chat. Do that right now. If that's you, do that right now in this moment. Don't wait for another moment. This is your moment to come back and know Jesus in your life, to know His presence, to build that spiritual connection for the very first time. That's you. Click that button right now. Put that raised hand emoji in there right now. I'd love to pray for you. If you're saying, yes, Nathan, pray for me. Click that button. Put that raised hand emoji. Or today you would say, I've wandered away. Maybe just like the prodigal son, I've wandered away. I've been searching for fulfilment but I felt discouraged and I felt frustrated. And today I need my knees to be made strong. I need my arms to be made strong. I need to come back into relationship with Jesus. That's you. You click that button. You put that hand emoji in in the chat right now. You do that right now in this moment. I'd love to pray for you. If you're saying, Nathan, that's me. Pray for me. Do that. Click that button. Put that hand emoji in the chat right now. I'm just going to wait a few more seconds. That's you. So amazing. We're hearing stories of people doing this every single week. And so all of Icon Church, Rotherham, Stocksbury, Sheffield, Derby, Chesterfield, all of you, let's begin to pray for all of these people responding. And for those responding, why don't you open your heart Why don't you agree with me as I pray for you right now? Lord Jesus, you see every life, every single person who's clicked that button, every single person who's put that hand emoji in the chat, you see every life. And Lord, we come to you today and we just give our lives to you. We ask you to forgive us of our sins. We come to you today and we declare that you're our Lord and you're our Saviour. 
and that you have more for us. We thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you that we can receive your forgiveness today. And we thank you today that we can get our energy back. We might have felt discouraged, but we can get our energy back. So we fix our eyes on you, Jesus. We consider you today, Jesus. And we thank you today that you've got more for us. And so we lift your name high. We give you all honour, all glory and all praise. And everyone said, Amen. And just to finish, I want to pray for you. You're feeling discouraged. You're feeling like, you know, just as that verse said in Hebrews that maybe your arms feel weak, your knees feel weak. Today, I want to pray that you would have a Holy Spirit injection into your soul of energy, energy toward God energy toward God. I love the ending of those verses in verse 13 that talks about the lame being able to walk on the path and that so people wouldn't be disabled. And I'm believing today that a path, a level path has been made so that we can all walk on, whether we feel like we have a limp, whether we feel discouraged, that we can all walk on this path and knowing Him. And so I want to pray that into your life right now. So come on, open your heart as I pray for you. Wherever you are right now, let me pray for you. Holy Spirit, be at work in people's lives. I pray that they would have a Holy Spirit injection right now of energy. I pray that discouragement, as we build a word connection, as we build a people connection, as we build a spiritual connection today, there would be energy in the name of Jesus. I pray over every single person, anyone who's feeling frustrated and discouraged, they would know your presence, they would know your grace and they would know your love and that we would know a rhythm for our lives of knowing you more and more and more. We thank you today for your word. Let it build us, let it grow us, let us let it move us forward and we're declaring today. Icon Church, that God has got more for us. We're declaring today, Ephesians 3.20, there is a, that God has immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine according to His power at work within us. And so I declare over every single life, over everyone in Icon Church, there is more for us and the power of God is at work in your life. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen, Amen, Amen. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Icon Church. If you'd like any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. Have the best week.